Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. And now here's your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Folks, we're really fortunate to have Joe Tyrell with us, Executive Vice President, Corporate Strategy at L.E. May. We're really thrilled to have you join us today. Joe, thank you for taking some time out of your busy day to be here. Oh, great to be with you, David. Let's connect our audience to who you are and your journey to get to where you're at as EVP of a strategy there at L.E. May. So where did you start in the industry and what got you into this industry? You know, I actually got into this industry almost uh, 25 years ago. Um, when a friend of mine had an opportunity for me to look at a position at Wells Fargo Bank. And I started at Wells Fargo actually in an accounting function and ended up in a program where I moved around from uh, to each of the different consumer financial services products that Wells Fargo was offering. So I did a stint in the student lending area, in the auto lending, in consumer finance, and then ultimately found my way into the mortgage division of, of Wells Fargo where I had an opportunity to be exposed to a variety of different roles, everything from engaging directly with consumers to ultimately underwriting and then managing certain functions in that area, and stayed very involved in the mortgage industry into a number of other stints until I had the opportunity to join Ellie May about 15 years ago when we were really in our infancy and they had a, a, a focus and a vision of automating absolutely everything that was automatable in the mortgage industry. And it's, it's been an enjoyable journey from those last 15 years and starting to actually see that vision be realized with the number of solutions that we've brought to the market to really disrupt the mortgage industry. Everything from beginning with the first automated marketplace where every provider in this ecosystem could share data through a solution that we initially called ePass and has now become the LMA network, to the first actual persona-based system of record that was built specifically for the people that are responsible for originating mortgage loans, the underwriter, the processor, the uh, doc drawer, the loan officer, through the Encompass solution that we introduced uh, over a decade ago. And I'm excited to say that we're still continuing that pursuit of our vision of automating everything that's automatable with the most current release of a number of solutions built upon the Encompass lending platform. So it is, uh, it's been a great ride and one that's been able to uh, allow me to not just um, work with a great company, but actually be focused on a great cause. So I want to get into a lot of those things that you're doing. And But first, before we go there, what, what drew you to LMA when it was back in its infancy, to use your words? You know, the, the founders of this company built it on the premise of wanting to be a high-tech company with strong core values, which is really about uh, focusing on the customers and making sure that we had not just customers who loved our product, but who we actually had deep relationships with, that we knew them, we knew their business, we knew what they were trying to accomplish, they shared their plans with us, and gave us an opportunity to make sure that we were always building a solution that was ready for them to grow into, never having uh, you know, to hold them back from where they wanted to go. And when I saw that vision and saw that the value that they placed on really solving problems and helping lenders um, create uh, access to the American dream, it just, it really resonated with me. Well, 15 years would suggest you've enjoyed it. You found something that you identified with and, and you've been there that long. That's pretty amazing. And a good amount of that time, as I look at your uh, LinkedIn profile, 
And by the way, those that want to go look at Joe's LinkedIn profile, it's T-Y-R-R-E-L-L. And I encourage you to do that. Very impressive. And I always like people who find a company and stay with it and grow with it. I think it's, it's a testimony to the executive team and Sig and the founders of the company for keeping top talent like yourself there. Let's talk a little bit about your journey in LMA. You started at what position? And then you quickly got into strategic relationships, if I understand, fairly early. So you've been working on the strategy side of the business. Yeah, I really joined Ellie May focusing on the ecosystem that we were trying to build through business development. So when I came into the business development organization, what we saw was a process that had so much friction in it where lenders needed to secure all of these various services to manufacture that mortgage loan. So they had to get credit reports and title reports and flood and fraud appraisals. And it was a, a process where there was going to different websites and exporting data and importing it and then still manually keying data in. So we saw a real opportunity to bring that entire ecosystem into the very fabric of the system of record that the lender was using. And we found that it was this incredible win-win value. Uh, it was a huge gain for our lenders because they didn't have to deal with the inefficiency of constantly going outside of their system of record Right. to interact with those key providers of services that are central to the origination of the loan. What we also found was for our partners, it gave them the ability to, instead of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in trying to market their services to the lenders that they were serving, that they could actually bring their products and services directly into the workflow of the very system that those lenders were using on a daily basis. And by us removing the additional steps of friction, by automatically taking the data that was required for that service, packaging it up, sending it through to the provider system of record, populating their system to reduce any data entry errors or just inefficiencies in the process, and then bring back both data and documents and do the same thing for our lender, populate Encompass and put that specific document in the appropriate e-folder for that very loan that they were ordering the service on, we were able to save significant time in the process and actually strengthen the relationship between our lender and their service provider. You look at how LMA has grown. It's been by creating products, but it's also been through acquisition. Talk about the decisions to acquire certain products and to grow on that. I'm assuming as executive over strategy that you've had a big voice in that. When do you make and when do you buy? What are some general principles that you have found there at LMA to be the guiding light or the, the compass by which you operate? A little bit of background. So my role over corporate strategy is I'm responsible for uh, product strategy and product management, which is what we decide to build. Right. I'm responsible for corporate development, which is our internal M&A practice, which is what we decide to buy. And then I also have responsibility over business development, which creates and manages the hundreds of relationships that we have with all the folks that we decide to partner with. Okay. So it really starts with the overall vision that's set by our CEO, Jonathan Core, And one of the, the key tenets to the way that Jonathan has really operated the company is ensuring that we always provide lenders with choice who they want to work with and how they want to work with them. And so one of the things that we do is we will occasionally have our own offering, but we'll also allow any other partners that may have a similar offering to make their services available on our platform. So we always want to give lenders the ability to choose if they want to work with an LMA specific product, like for example, our product and pricing engine or our docs engine. We want to make that just a seamless integrated experience for them. But if for some reason they want to choose to work with another provider of that service, 
then we partner with those folks and we make their services available through our platform. It's the same thing when we look at an acquisition. I can tell you that there's a couple of things that we look at from an, an overall acquisition process. The first is, is the service or the product that we would be acquiring, is it absolutely core to the origination process? Meaning is it something that needs to get done every single time? And so it's, it's really important that the lender has an incredible experience when accessing or leveraging that product. The second is, is it something where we have core competencies in this area? Uh, is it where we absolutely know how to build that ourselves? We have a good amount of experience and expertise in that area. And then the third is, do we have the capacity to actually take it on and build it so that we can get it to market as quickly as possible? If we can say yes to all three of those things, then it's likely we'll actually build something. If the answer to any of those three is no, then we're going to have more of a bias to look to either partner or potentially acquire solution because the focus for us is we want it to be a, just a fabulous experience for the lender. We want to make sure whatever we're doing is either helping them to fund more loans, fund loans in a shorter amount of time, or lower their overall cost of origination. So we will always look at all three of those options, build, buy, or partner, to ensure that we're delivering the best solution as quickly as possible to the lender. We're seeing a lot of shifts in the market, and over your tenure, 15 years there, you have seen many shifts in focus of what seemed to be important, and we're watching another one take place with the proliferation of rocket mortgage and how that goes. So let's talk a little bit on a historical perspective, and then I want to address your thoughts on the mobile aspects of this thing. What's realistic? What's fantasy? You certainly have an excellent perspective, having the market share that you do, of what clients are demanding. But let's go start from the beginning. What are some of the shifts that you've done in the past? Give us some examples of that, and then how that applies to how you see it playing out with the rocket mortgages of the world. I think we saw a couple of shifts that we were in great position to be ahead of. The first was the LMA network and bringing that ecosystem together and really helping lenders see the value of removing the unnecessary friction and having a better experience interchanging data. The next one was really around Encompass itself. And when we embarked on the journey to introduce Encompass, it was at a time where the vast majority of the market share was dominated by mortgage brokers. Our CEO had the, the foresight to think about where the puck was going to be, not where it currently was. And he um, had a system that was being built by us focusing on mortgage bankers. And as some of the issues occurred in through 2006 and 2008, we were actually one of the few companies that was really well positioned for that shift more to mortgage bankers and away from mortgage brokers. And, and we feel that, you know, in our, our solution today, we still have a large number of brokers that are on our solution, and we value those relationships as well. It's just as the market changed, we are in a great position to take advantage of that because we had really thought about that as a possibility and started developing towards that, uh, what became an eventuality. The next shift we saw is what you're now seeing, David, that you just referred to with the rocket mortgages. A few years ago, we took a step back and thought about the other constituents, they're going to want to have a larger role in this process. Um, and so a lot of focus goes to the consumers. And certainly the Super Bowl a few years ago when Quicken launched its yeah. first rock mortgage ad got a lot of people's attention. For us, it's a little bit of a different approach because unlike a Quicken who's really creating a purpose-built solution just for them, we have to think about everything that we build serving the needs of 3,000 different entities, all of which may want their own kind of you know, special way to deploy their consumer-facing web presence. And so we've been working on our own solution called Consumer Connect. 
the way that we approach Consumer Connect is a little different from, I think, what you see with a lot of the fintech companies that have come out. For us, it's not another application. It's not a separate way of engaging a consumer. It really has to be an extension of your system of record because you always have to balance in this industry having just an incredible user experience, but also making sure that everything that you're doing is not going to create unintended consequences, specifically right. around clients. So the solution that we've built is one that comes in three different flavors. And we're really proud of this because, again, it's very unique. First is it is a complete UI framework with what's called a content management system that allows a lender of any size to, within about 60 minutes, go in and through simply just dragging and dropping all of the components that we've built, they can create a completely personalized and completely customized web experience that is an absolute extension of their brand, but what it really is is it's an extension of their system of record. So it takes advantage of all the same rules that they've initiated in their system of record. They have the same level of visibility and controls as they would without creating a separate product or a separate data silo. That product just launched this week. We're excited to see oh, that good. many of our customers are already using it and, and having a great experience. But we also know because we support such a, a wide array of lenders from large uh, national depositories to regional banks to independent mortgage bankers that some have already significantly invested in a web presence, or perhaps they want a single entry point for the case of our large depositories where their consumers come into, or for our credit union customers, a single experience for their members. What we've also done is given them the ability to take this incredible Consumer Connect product and simply just take the various components that we use internally and deploy them within their own website. So, for example, if they want the conversational approach to taking an application, but they don't want to have to build it or maintain it, especially as the, the 1003 is going to be changing soon, they can simply leverage our widget, drop it into their website, they can do the same thing with our borrower portal, the ability to take a picture of a document and have it seamlessly upload into Encompass or to drag and drop documents off your desktop and have them instantly appear in your e-folder. They can just simply take those components and deploy them on their current site. Or for some of those clients who really say, we want to just build this completely from the ground up, but we want to be able to leverage the fact that it's an extension of our system of record. What we then did is we also made all of the APIs that we built our own product with, the Consumer Connect solution, available to our consumers. So we take these three different approaches because, again, we're serving a very large client base with a vast array of, of needs. The last thing I would just mention that's a little bit different from Ellie Mae's approach is a number of years ago, we pioneered this concept of success-based pricing because, as you know, right. lenders deal in an environment where there is seasonal changes, higher volumes in the summer, lower volumes in the winter. There's cyclical changes as it relates to interest rate environments. So we partnered with our customers and said, when you make a little bit more because your volume's higher, then you'll pay us a little bit more. But when there's times where you make a little bit less, then you'll pay us a little bit less. And so we really partnered with our customers and changed the dynamic of our relationship. So LMA has a vested interest in helping any Encompass lender fund more loans and fund them faster. So this whole Consumer Connect solution that we've developed with these three different ways of helping them create this incredible consumer engagement experience, we provide to our customers at no incremental cost. It's just part of the investment that they make in Encompass. And that's really interesting, and I appreciate you sharing all that. And one of the interesting twists that have entered in since the housing crisis is regulation 
And there's no one that feels that impact more than a technology company, especially one with as broad array of services as you have. What is your view on where this is all going? You guys have stayed ahead of it. You've managed it effectively. Where do you see regulation and how it impacts you as we move forward, especially with this new administration, which looks like we may have some changes, Joe? It's interesting, David. We have a number of ways that we engage our customers to make sure that we're always in tune with their needs. One of them is an executive advisory board that's made up of the 25 largest lenders in the country that are on our platform. And we were having this very conversation with them recently about deregulation and the potential impacts of a rollback of aspects of Dodd-Frank. It was fascinating to hear to a member of that board, they all came away with the exact same feedback for us, which is whether it's the institution of new regulations we have to adhere to or the rollback to previous regulations, from the lender's perspective, it's all the same thing. It's change. And change is what is so disruptive for these lenders. And they cannot imagine an environment now where they would ever try to manage this change without technology. If there are elements of Dodd-Frank that get rolled back and they will impact our lenders directly, we know that we need to stay ahead of that just as we have the ATR and QM changes, the NOVA4UO changes, the upcoming HUMDA changes. It's all just very disruptive to lenders, irregardless of what the specific regulations happen to say. Is it anticipated by Jenny May that we're going to see regulation ease? The one thing that we know that's that's highly predictable about the current administration is that they are completely unpredictable. For many of our lenders, they're they're really just kind of having to take a let's wait and see. Um, There may be significant deregulation. There, quite honestly, may be no deregulation. And I think that what you also start to see is even if there's changes at the federal level, what our lenders deal with is a myriad of state-level regulations that they also have to comply with. And so those continue to change regardless of what happens at the federal level. I think there's also the potential that even in in a situation where, let's say, there was significant changes with the CFPB, I think that there are a number of states that are poised to fill that gap for lending within their specific state. So in some ways, you could see deregulation at the federal level, and you could see increased regulation at the state level. Either way, our lenders just know that whatever happens, when when it does happen, it just means change, which can be disruptive, unless they have a partner like ourselves that understands both their business and how to take that change and handle it through technology. Are there any other challenges that you're anticipating that's going to be facing you in the years ahead and and anyone providing technology services to the mortgage industry that we haven't talked about thus far? One of the things is everybody is very focused on the consumer experience, and, and rightfully so. We know that the millennial population in certain MSAs, and this is what we share through the millennial tracker, is already starting to represent the majority of the loans getting closed in certain MSAs. So there is a definite need to focus on the millennial experience because they're they're coming from an environment where they've grown up on the internet. So you know, dealing with things manually or through paper is not necessarily where their expectations are. So we believe that you've got to have solutions that balance both the need for high tech and high touch. But we also can't forget about the other constituents that are part of this process and making sure that there's great solutions for them as well. So specifically, you see opportunities within the wholesale or correspondent channel continue to emerge. So we have to make sure that we also have a great solution for those third-party originators. And that's the reason why we created TPO Connect. Similar to Consumer Connect, you want to create a great experience for the consumer so you can turn interest into applications for our lenders. With TPOs, we need to do the same thing. They are a customer 
of our customer. So we have to make sure that we're giving them a great experience and making it very easy for them to get the information that they've gathered from the customers that they work with and seamlessly send that into an Encompass lender system so that all of their rules and efficiencies can then be triggered. We also know that loan officers, especially as we move to a purchase market, have to be out developing relationships with realtors and home builders. So allowing them to be untethered from their desktop is the reason why we created Elo Connect, essentially a seamless way for the specific tasks that they do to always be right in the palm of their hand. And then this new emerging group with that both lenders have as well as independent software vendors are developers. And as Ellie May has made the evolution from having this market-leading application to now this market-leading lending platform, it really gives us the opportunity to allow a lot more people to participate in our journey of automating everything that's automatable. So as we now make our APIs available and we created what's called Developer Connect, we've, we've published our first set of APIs to allow our customers to come in and, and share with us this vision of automating everything that's automatable. And so they're now consuming our APIs and they're building unique things on top of the innovation that we provide. So continuing to focus on all of the, the folks that are involved in this ecosystem, I think is an area that I know Ellie May will continue to focus on and one that we hope our partners will as well. With the time that we have left, I wanna talk about Millennial Tracker and your Origination Insight Report. You have a large sampling of data you can look at peer analysis. There's so much data that's now within the control of Ellie May. Talk about Origination Insight Report. What is that? The Origination Insight Report, it looks across the entire population of loans that go through the Encompass Lending Platform. And what it's intended to do really is to give primarily our lenders, but as we found the overall financial market, insight into what's happening in a couple of key levers in the mortgage industry. So some of the things that we focus on is loan purpose. What are we seeing as far as the shift from refinances to purchase? And obviously we saw a year ago that purchases represented 55% of all loans, and today they represent 63%. So that shift has actually already occurred in a very meaningful way. And it helps lenders start to think about what does that mean for me and how am I making sure that I'm prepared from an organizational design or from the products that I have available or the investors that I'm signed up with to make sure I've got the right products available as this market has shifted. We also look at things like tracking what's the time it takes for all loans to close from application to funding. Um, and we break that down from a refinance and a purchase perspective. And we've been able to track in, in the cases of, of all loans that you know, there is a downward trend, although it's very slow, we can start to see that those trends are starting to occur. We track interest rates. We track what percentage of the loans are done on adjustable rate mortgages versus fixed mortgages. Again, just to give greater insight into what's happening in the market overall. And what the Millennial Tracker does is it actually goes, you kind of think of it as double clicking on that data and really going into another deeper level to understand what are some of the micro trends that are happening with just that specific segment of the market, which is really emerging and moving very quickly. And how do lenders use this information to help them better understand how to market to this emerging uh, group of future home buyers. Are there any conclusions that you're drawing from the trends you're seeing from Millennial Tracker? Yeah, so I give you two, two different data points. One is from the Millennial Tracker, and the other set of data I'll share with you is from a borrower insight survey that we conducted that gave us some really additional insight that we didn't necessarily have just purely through the data. I'll start with the Millennial Tracker. To start off with the profile of the millennial through our system we're seeing is they're looking at about $185,000 loan amount. 
typically putting less than 20% down. They're 29.7 years old, so just under 30 years old. Here's a really interesting statistic is that when men are listed, millennial men are listed as the primary borrower, 57% of the time they're married, um, which indicates that uh, when you see the man as the primary borrower, it's typically because they're waiting or they've waited for a family formation event, a marriage or a child before they're looking to own a home. However, when women are listed as the primary borrower, 60% of the time they're actually single. So it gives us really good insight. And so if you're a lender and you happen to be, you know, really focusing on, let's say, Rochester or St. Cloud, Minnesota, or Norwich, Connecticut, or Provo, Utah, and you're gonna send out a, uh, an advertisement that shows uh, you know, a, a mom and a dad and a couple of kids and a dog on the lawn, that is not gonna resonate in those markets because 60% of the time when a, when a woman is the primary borrower, she's single. So it helps lenders to start to think differently about what are the images that they wanna use in marketing? What are the ways that they need to tap into those future home buyers? We're also seeing some interesting trends when we look at some of the major metro markets. So if you look at, for example, we look at Chicago, Dallas, New York, and San Francisco. And if you look in 2015, Chicago, um, only 22% of the loans that were being closed in Chicago were by millennials. In 2017, that number grew to 31%. So where we typically would think of millennials only in areas where there's affordable housing, we're seeing in all these major metropolitan areas that over the last three years, Millennials have steadily increased their percentage of the loans being closed in those areas. So they're becoming a more significant uh, percentage of the volume in those areas as well. So it starts to, you know, as a lender, you've got to think about, well, what are my loan products and those sort of areas that are going to help me to be able to meet that need? The last thing I'd share with you where we got some really interesting insights was through the Borrower Insights Survey that we recently launched. And some of the things that were somewhat surprising is we found that for all millennials overall, 61% of them found their lender through a referral from someone, and only 18% of them found their lender through an online search. It dispels some of the, the myths that, you know, could, that millennials will only engage online. In fact, when it comes to making a big decision like who your lender's going to be, the vast majority of them are, re are relying upon a referral. This is what was really interesting for us, David, though, is that when we ask the millennials who went through the mortgage process and obtained a mortgage, what is the one thing that really could have improved the process the most? We were not surprised to see that 28% of them said a faster process. What we were interested to find is that the number two um, uh, item that they listed as what could most improve the process was more face-to-face -face time with the lender. When it, when it comes to certain aspects of this decision, which again, we have to remember that even though these are millennials and, and they may tend to like to do uh, banking online or shopping through Amazon online, this is a decision many of them will only make four or five times in their life, and it's largely the largest financial decision that they've made to this point. And so there is a point in the process where they prefer to sit face-to-face -face with someone and get advice on what's the right loan product for them and helping them understand the documents that they need to review and sign. So a good, again, it was a great reinforcement for LMA on our strategy of making sure that we have high tech and high touch uh, is still where the market needs us to be. That is really interesting statistics. How can people get a hold of these various reports? Do you have to be a, a user of LMA uh, Encompass in order to have access to this data, or is this available otherwise? 
No, we make this available, the Origination Insight Report, the Millennial Tracker, and the uh, results from the Borrower Insight Survey, all available through our website at lma.com. And that's available then for a fee, a download? How's that? Because, you know, you look at certain companies, they start out being valuable for one reason, and then it's very possible that greater value may be found in the data that you have running through your system than the system itself. So I'm very <laughs> interested, especially when you look at your multiple on your stock. I go, man, uh, this may explain some of the higher multiples. Yeah, no, the, the Origination Insight Report is a document that's available for review on our website at no cost. The Millennial Tracker is an interactive web property that allows you to go in and change the filters and, and create searches and really get into very granular levels of detail. That's also available through our website at no cost. And the Borrow Insight Survey results are also located on our website at no cost. That is outstanding. I can't wait to dive into some of that. How many customers do you have now nationwide? How many uh, companies are actually using your system? We have over 200,000 users on our platform. Represents approximately 3,000 different entities. Wow, that's excellent. Well, congratulations on your success. The strategy that you employ, Joe, has obviously been very, it's been working because you're doing a great job on it. And I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to talk about what LMA has been doing and where it's going. So very excited to continue to track your progress and look forward to uh, having you back on the program. Thank you, David. We appreciate the opportunity. You've been listening to Looking on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your 